know some kids that weren't very smart? The ones that were in this movie? Andrew, <laughs> Matt, and Steve. Hey, Steve. everybody. Trade Chronicles episode 68. This is uh, recorded here on... I don't know why it says... Okay, I messed up. It's this March 14th of 2021. We're going to talk about the movie Chronicle here on February... uh, Not February 3rd. This... Guys, it's long... (laughs) It's a long... It's been a long week. We're going to Chronicle our... It's... Hey, it's daylight savings time. So I mean, you know, that's we're all, why I love so we're all sleep deprived. Okay, we're all sleep deprived. But Pretty hey, we, this is Cape Chronicles, and we are going to talk about the movie Chronicle that came out February third, twenty twelve, here tonight. And uh, I am Mike, and I have with me the one, the only, the magnificent Carrie. How are you? Yeah, I, I'm. Like I said, I'm sleep deprived. Um, <laughs> I'm. I'm 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 tired. I'm here. Ready to talk well, about this, 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 this? I don't know. Movie. I have no idea. I have no idea what I just watched. <laughs> well, we'll discuss what you just watched. Back to introduce this sweet child of mine, Fred. How are you? I am doing pretty great. I have been sick for the last couple of weeks, so I'm finally starting to feel better, which is great. Um, like Carrie, I feel a little sleep deprived. On training starting tomorrow morning, um, so I have to wake up early. It's in Eastern time, so I have to be up and at my computer for 6 a.m., which now feels like 5 a.m. Oh so, but let's we'll think about that clear. tomorrow. Let's just make it clear that he's not sick because of the Rona. No, I actually did get tested just to be safe, and it was negative. It is just a cold that I gave him. That's right. It's okay, Fred. I've struggled with a cold this week, too. It was terrible. I, I, I feel like I was death warmed over. It was great. <laughs> so so we have Carrie, we have Fred, and we have... And there's Andrea. What's up, Andrea? <laughs> I'm actually doing fantastic. It is spring break. I needed a break from everything like that was happening at school. So I'm really happy. It's very exhausting to be a teacher plus have to worry about protocols for COVID. So mm-hmm. I'm so happy. Sweet. Sweet. So Andrea, you have any special plans for spring break or just going to completely sleep in until... No. So ever since marrying Fred, like sleeping in is like a no-no. Um, and, and it's just because of our alarm, like biological clocks like we just wake up so early plus we have the dogs and they need to go out and stuff like that so my plans are just to get ready for the last couple of months of school and do gardening Ooh, sweet cool so we've had some summer like days in the last few few days here so the backyard has been pressure washed and like the deck and stuff and so it's all summarized and we're ready for a barbecue season to begin sweet I love barbecue. I, I've been grilling already. It's been nice. Well, we grill all year round. Like we live on oh, the yeah. coast here. It's it's nice. Mm-hmm. But all right, uh, all right. to be outside, you know, flip flops and the shorts, and not be cold, it's gonna be good. You know, it is too cold. It's very cold up in the atmosphere. Uh, it, it, and, and as you're flying around after discovering new powers, it can be very very cold. <laughs> yeah. 
so these three friends did that too. So let's talk about this movie then. Chronicle from 2012. Carrie, for those people who don't know, give us a summary of this movie. Oh, by the way, I have to point out before Carrie gives a summary of this movie that this movie is not a typically shot movie. This movie was shot from the lens of if you've ever seen Cloverfield from a single just camera. Um, no, and, and two like, cameras. Two cameras. Okay, well, we understand that, but it's like a, it's not a multi-shot yeah. show or movie. It's it's a uh, it, it's 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 one of those handheld things, it's which I kind of like. We'll get to. Huh? Yeah. Like a point of view, point of view. Yeah. Kind of right. Idea. Um, very similar to Blair Witch, if you've seen that as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so anyway, all Gary, right. So. Um, Go ahead. Tell us. Yeah. Um. Three high school friends. Well, they aren't really. Fr- are they really friends at the beginning of the movie? No. They're not. No. Uh. Two are cousins. Uh. Three high school friends gain superpowers after making an incredible discovery underground. Uh. Soon they find their lives spinning out of control, and their bond is tested as they embrace their darker sides. Well. Um. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> If that's what if that's what they want to call it, sure. It it it's I mean, they embrace darker sides. <laughs> they well, embrace that uh, leaf blower, that's for sure. Huh. Well, one, one, of them, one of them <laughs> embraces the darker side. The other two suffer the consequences of it. All right, Freddie. All right, where are we at on office. this box office? Uh, the distributor was 20th Century Fox. The runtime was 83 minutes. It was rated PG-13. Release date was February 3rd, 2012. Budget was $12 million, which seems pretty cheap these days. Worldwide gross is $126.6 million. Uh, Rock Tomatoes score, the critics gave it a whopping 85, and the audience was pretty nice at 71. That was that was pretty good for a twelve million dollar movie. That made pretty good. It it, it made yeah. bank. That, I mean, it that was made all like bank. a thousand percent. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so it made bank, and then the, the 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 critics and audience, man, they they ate it up. Apparently. But somebody who hasn't done very well after this was uh Josh Trank, right, Andrea? Why? Oh Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I'll explain to you why. Because he did Fantastic Four in 2015. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, and he also did Capone. He's the director, in case you were wondering. Um, I'm actually really happy that you gave me um, um, the actors and actresses, uh, because this one's very special and dear to my heart. All right, so, actors in this movie. Um, we only listed three because they're the three main ones. We have Dane DeHaan. He was the Green Goblin and Harry Osborn in The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Um, he was Major Valerian in Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. We have Alex Russell. He was Jim Street and SWAT, the TV series. And we have my favorite, Michael B. Jordan, who played uh, Vince Howard in Friday Night Lights. Um, Maurice Wilson in Red Tails, Adonis Johnson in Creed, and my favorite, Eric Killmonger in The Black Panther. Andrea also has his poster up above her bed. (laughs) Our bed. (laughs) I just kidding. Andrea 
is he is, is is he is he taped onto the wall so when you stare up at night he is there shirtless is that what it is the ceiling yes the, i mean i mean the ceiling is he's taped it to the ceiling oh well let me have you guys give you a little bit of behind the scenes because i'm kind of interested in digging in this movie so let me just speed through these um Josh Trank made Dane DeHaan, Michael B. Jordan, and Alex Russell live in a house together for 15 days in order to create a genuine bond between the three actors. That seems like it could backfire real easy. Yeah. <laughs> Not if there's booze. <laughs> the real world, Josh Trank style. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, the film has no original score, only using sources such as radio and iPods to generate the music. It was originally meant to be a hard R or an NC-17 rated film, but there were fears that it would lose audiences. Uh, the original story would have the trio become psychopaths because of their powers, but it was soon changed as it was too dark and also would not really make sense to the plot. Uh, oh, wow. Listen to this one, Andrew. The filmmakers originally intended to have Andrew splay and tear apart his father's limbs exactly like the spiders, but the scene was removed to preserve a PG-13 rating and to showcase Matt's pacifistic nature. Oh, interesting. Okay. So. I'm glad they didn't do that. I I agree that I think that it would have. It would have been too much on that one. Yeah. Not to say the father didn't need it. No. What is what is that um movie that it's kind of like I'll take on Spider Man but it's more evil, Brightburn, Venom. right? Is it Brightburn? Venom. Oh, I don't know. It's Venom. Superman. Superman. It's oh, Brightburn. Bright, yeah, Brightburn. Is it Brightburn? Yeah. So it's. I thought she said Spider Man. Sorry, Spider Spider Man, <laughs> potato, potato, the same thing, right? No, no, it's the Superman Dark. Rated R movie, Brightburn, it, this has a similar feel to it. That if they would have done the splicing of the Father Slims, they would have gotten that rated R rating similar to Brightburn. I think Brightburn is rated R too. I never saw Brightburn. I didn't either. I just know about it. I haven't it. seen it yet. It's on my list. Okay. So let's... uh. Let, let's talk about this movie, because I'm very interested in hearing you all's thoughts on this movie. So, favorite favorite moment of this movie. Um, Carrie, what was your favorite mo- moment of this movie? You got a good uh, one. I, I'm, I'm, I, I, am go- I am going to try and not crap all over this movie, because I did not – I had no idea – like I said, I had no idea what I was watching. Uh, my favorite mo- part of the movie was when it was over. So I'm sorry. There, there I- were – there, none of the characters were redeemable at all. I did not, I did not understand what was happening for most of it. Not and even Matt. What? No, was... not even, not even Matt. I mean, really? Okay, Matt well, and what's his, Matt and Steve tried, like part of the part of the part of you know Andrew's going dark was that they they tried to get Andrew to go have sex for the first time, and that that. I don't, I don't think so. I think it was mostly his stepfather. I mean, his dad. <laughs> well, no, it, it was that. It was that too. But I mean, I mean, the the whole the whole thing at the party where he where the he tries to have sex with the one that one girl and she runs out on him. That didn't help either. And that's like, dudes, what did you think was going to happen? 
So moral of the story is don't go to a frat party and have sex because you may throw up and become a villain. Is that what I'm getting? Mm, or yeah. drink less? That's not good. I don't think it was Steve and, and Matt's push to get him to go do that because Steve didn't even know what had happened to him yet until Matt all told him during the party where Andrew had gone. Hmm. I think he figured that out for himself. Right, but I mean, like, I don't, I, I mean, I can see where you're coming from. I just don't know if Matt and Steve are the ones who did it. Now, I think his father dying, or not his father dying, but his father, the abuse of his father, and his mother dying kind of oh, pushed yeah, that, him. That def- oh, yeah, that definitely, that definitely contributed as well. And then, and then the embarrassment he felt from that moment at the rave, and then the bullying the next day at the school is what just threw him into that tailspin where he started lassoing the, you know, the teeth from the, from the bully's mouth and pulling them out. No, no, no. It started, it started way before that when he pushed the, when he pushed that car off the road. That's true. true. And he started reading up about the apex predator. Yeah. Yeah. There's subtle moments of aggression and, and he wanted to have control of his life. And the only way that he had control of his life is by using those powers that he felt in a weird, odd way, normal or normal enough to be part of society was because of his usage of powers. Yeah, I think I leaned over to Andre at one part, and I was like, when his dad was yelling at him and calling him an embarrassment, I'm like, this is how serial serial killers are made. Yeah. Poor Shadow. And then I said, Brad, take note for when we have kids. (laughs) So follow this or don't follow this? (laughs) Take what note, not, not to do. Yeah. Ah, okay. Point noted. <laughs> we'll that. No. So I, 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 I do get you there, um, there, Carrie, for sure. Yeah. I mean, it. Listen, some movies aren't for everybody. This one, this one wasn't for you. You know, The Phantom wasn't for me either. Um, so we all I, have I our think, movies. I think I, I think I, I think I said on Discord that you know, I. I like I did not hate Josh Trank's Fantastic Four movie. I would rather, as far as Josh Trank movies go, I would rather watch the Fantastic Four again. I never saw that one. <laughs> I don't know what that one was like, but I heard it it's not great. It's not great, but it's better than this. Interesting. Hmm. Um. My favorite moment was definitely when Andrew sticks up for himself to his dad. I know maybe it's I'm not 100% agree with the you know the, with the physical pushing. I understand the dad did that to him too, but when he finally realized, um, you know you, you know I can hurt you, and then he walked away without actually killing his dad, mm-hmm. showed to me a little bit of growth. Mm-hmm. Um. But it's just that it's that whole thing with his with with his his dad was the whole push the entire movie. It seemed like it wasn't really Matt. It wasn't really Steve. It just seemed like he wants to develop his powers to be the apex predator, not as much to be better than the other two guys. But I think because he wanted to know he had power of his dad. And even when his dad when when he when he beat the daylights out of his dad in the basement. His dad still comes back at him again in the yeah. hospital, and Andrew just goes off on him. Yeah. And um, and, and and I think his dad was the underlining push the entire time. Oh yeah, I agree. 
But uh, and I, I, do... I think that part of it is that when mom dies, there's nothing else to hold the strings. Right. But I think that the moments where we saw a lot hey, what... of who he was in humanity was when he was with his mom. Yeah. So, so what was the dad looking for in the bedroom when Andrew was yelling to, to, to bring mom her pills? Where's mom's pills? What was he looking for? I think he was trying to figure out what he was doing because he confronted him about what, like, where are you going? Because nobody's picking you up um, and you just like go missing for a while. I think he was just trying to see how he can pin something onto him. Okay. I just couldn't, I, I couldn't figure out what he was looking for in that bedroom. So there was a couple scenes that really confused me um, and they just left it hanging. And that was one of the scenes is what was he looking for? Um, one of the other scenes was uh, they go down into the hole, right? And they get their superpowers and they come out and they never talk about how they got the powers again. Like that whole side story is just cut from the movie. Like it should have yeah. been explained in my, my view a little bit more. Yeah. Because uh, I kept going back to thinking, like, that's how the movie's going to end. Like, that's going to be the main plot point, is they're going to have to confront where their powers came from, or other people would be getting powers as well, or... They no, the whole, ju- the whole just filled more. in, and, and they that never talked it. really talked about it again. And, and, and here's the thing, too. If this is supposed to be taken, kind of, Fred, like you said, from, from, a, from a point of view camera you know, uh, of the person, how did they recover that footage from the original camera if it was still down in the hole? Yeah. It's, it seems to me the only footage they would have would be from the new, um, from the new camera that was given to God that he got. Don't take too deep. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Anyways, so what, what did, did you guys have a favorite part, Fred, Andrea? Yeah, I think the whole idea of them discovering their powers and how to train themselves and become more powerful, I really liked how that progression took place in this movie. I think they would have been freaking out a little bit more. Like, I think there would have been yeah. a little self, like, what is happening to me? Why am I getting these nosebleeds? Why can I do all this? I think there would be a bit more panic. I don't think they'd be so cool with it. But ultimately, once I got over that, I think they would be okay with it. Do you think it's because they were... Do you, do you think it's that that that, that they were linked um, telekinetically to one another? That's why I think that, I think that's part. Of, I think that's part of it. The other one would bleed. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but like uh, up until up until the point where they're where you know Steve almost gets you know hit by a plane and survives. That's just like okay, what the okay, uh, it it that them playing with their powers was kind of fun to watch but at the same time it was just like what are you guys doing but the thing is that they're teenagers right like i feel like if i put myself in their shoes i would probably be doing the same stupid stuff that they were doing and and i think in terms of my favorite moments it was that those moments where they were exploring their powers and they were um, at the store, and they're fooling around with the lady's cart and freaking the girl out with the teddy bear. Like, those oh, that was so are good. so funny. <laughs> and again, like, I put myself in their shoes, and I would do the same. Um, I also like that we we go from having um, 
Is it Andrew who's played by Michael B. Jordan? No. no Steve. 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 Um, uh, yeah. We have like, Steve join the the two cousins. Like it, it felt like it was nice to see how natural they started bonding because he's a popular kid, and then you have the other two who are a little bit more of outcasts. Um, and it was just very nice that their transition into friendship was so natural and they were trying to help each other. Um, I really liked the dynamic between the three friends um, yeah. because it wasn't about them trying to one-up each other in, in, in the sense of like, oh, I'm better than you. It was just how do we work with our powers and how do we support each other? And I think after he dies, the whole entire group breaks and there's no structure in their friendship and there's right. no structure of responsibility when having these powers. Right. Well, no, I think, I think, I think part of my issue with, with how they were exploiting their powers in public is they were kind of mean about it. And just like, God, like this is not necessary. I, you don't have to, you don't I'm, have I'm, to I'm be, be you don't have to, I, you guys I, don't have to be bullies. They were being teenage I'm, boys. They were being teenage boys, but you know, but, but I, know, I know, I, I knew teenage boys. I knew teenagers who were, you know, who were nice guys and didn't did not, you know, feel like they had to, you know, push people around. And, no, and no, and, and obviously it's not right, but yeah, that's teenagers yeah. for the most part. I, I think, don't want to generalize. Right. Um. So. Obviously, some of those things probably had some some issues with us. But did you, you know, personally, one of one of one of my least favorite moments of this movie had to have been the way it ended. I understand why it ended the way it did, with Matt going up to you know Tibet to where the monks are and that kind of thing. And and and, and I get that. I understand that. But it's almost it's kind of like you said, Fred. It left a lot of loose ends. Like, okay, wait a minute. Did he never go back to the hole? Did he never try to go into the hole again? Because, I mean, he has got powers. Why can he not, you know, bust into the earth? What um, is the point, though? The, the the whole point of him going was to show Matt, oh, hey, look, you know, here's – look, we finally made – or so Andrew, hey, look, we finally made it to bed even though Andrew was, you know, dead. Right. So you know, a lot hey, of things would have happened, like – there would have been an investigation. The police would be involved to a certain degree. This yeah. guy is flying and has caused a lot of mayhem to the city with his brother or sorry, cousin. There would be an investigation and there would be a very big unraveling. Um, I imagine that if there is this hole and this people are able to get superpowers, there's probably some, I don't know, undercover government agency that's been experimenting with it to some degree. I actually thought there would be more with the police officers who were saying yeah. that the ground is unstable. Yeah. At the very beginning, I was like, oh, they're going to get caught by some, like, government thing. And, like, or, they're going to have there, to go away. Or that there would be a government a government presence around around the area. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it, it was just... It, it, it was just... It was really weird in a couple areas. Um... I thought there was a director's cut and a regular cut. Am I wrong? I I don't know. I think there's two cuts to this. I only watched the one on HBO Max, the hour and like 23 minute long one 
but I thought there was a director's cut when I looked at HBO Max, and that could have um, answered some of the questions of this movie that maybe we're not we're not getting. Um, but you're right, though, Fred. I think there would be more of a investigation. You know, whatever happened, you know, they would they would automatically be looking for Matt because he they got them all on video. So I mean, they they you know they would have obviously, um, but they but they but then so there is apparently a director's cut of this version of this movie. Um, yeah, so it looks like we watched the director's cut. It's an extra five minutes thirty six seconds. Okay. okay. See, I didn't I didn't watch the extra five minutes thirty six seconds then. Yeah. I just watched. I watched the original version, the theatrical version of it. Did you see a scene with a baseball being thrown between the three boys? Yes. Yes, I saw. That's the director's cut. Okay, well, great cut. Um, (laughs) I see. I was trying to give. I was was trying to give Josh Drake some uh, some some leeway there. I guess that didn't happen. So that you know, that was kind of my one of my least favorite moments though was was the ending of this thing. I felt like it ended just very very abruptly, very awkwardly. Um, we never got a resolution to what's her name, Casey. You know, whatever happened with her because she traumatized she, for life. Oh, she yeah. way out traumatized. Um, oh yeah. We never got any notice on what happened to who to Andrew's dad. Um, there's just it was just a lot of stuff left open. Mhm. So. Okay, what about that one scene between Andrew and um, Matt where they were talking about how like emotionally unattached he was and they were friends when they were younger and they have reconnected? Did it feel like that was getting like a little too awkwardly romantic? Yes. Yeah, especially since they're cousins. He, yeah, they're, they're cousins. So I, I just... I, I don't think there's nothing to that. They're, they're yeah, cousins. but I also under, I do understand... Your point, Fred. It seemed it sounded very awkward. Yes, it did. The way he was asking, and I'm like, can because that's what I was thinking. I was like, wait a minute, wait. A minute. Did, I know he said a cousin. They like third or fourth cousins, or what are we, what are we, <laughs> what are we looking at here? I are mean, they kissing cousin? What acceptable is this? Right. <laughs> so maybe so, they're cousins in like a loose term, like you know, what's up, cuz? I mean, you know, maybe it's one of those. So my point is like, so I thought they would take this and make a division and this is what starts their um hate for each other but nope it wasn't it's so like what why what was the point of that yeah i don't i don't i don't know um there were a lot talk- there were a lot of things that felt really disjointed and it's like it's like i kept i kept losing track of what exactly was what exactly they were trying to do i i actually don't have too too many things negative to say about this movie like i understood the concept i i think that the loose ends are part of why the movie was so like okay for me um i i think that it's just that whole entire idea of questioning everything around you and that's what these three teenagers do they question everything that's around them their powers like who they are and where do they fit in society um and i did not mind it i i think that 
I one of the things that I liked is that I didn't really know exactly where the story was going to take me. Um, yeah. And even the ending, like, I, I'm going to say, like, possibly that's, like, the part that I didn't like because it left a lot of questions unsaid. But at the same time, I wasn't too distraught about it. See, I was half expecting somehow Andrew like survived the piercing of the statue spear, and yeah, then I after have, I after have Matt had flown away happen. and left the camera, you just see like Andrew like jump down in front of it, kind of look at it real quick, and then kind of shut it off. Scary. Been like, dang. But maybe this movie. See, and I kind of, I'm not gonna lie, I kind of liked the movie, but I think maybe it would have been better if maybe he called Matt Reeves up and asked him about Cloverfield and <laughs> how would you go about doing this? You know, get a little extra <laughs> because. I, I, for one, enjoy Cloverfield. So I love these point of view camera movies. I think I, I, I love it. It's not, it's, I don't say it's not fake, but it's, it, it I mean, it's, anyways. Um, it's really neat if they were able to, to do fair, like a second movie that, like that yeah, did the same events from another point of view. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, um, as far as like favorite characters go, did you guys have a favorite character? Not really. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm trying not to be down on this movie, but I, 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 I yeah. Sorry. So it wasn't the dad. Definitely <laughs> wasn't the dad. I, I kind of like Steve. I'm not gonna lie. I, I like, I like Steve. Yeah, I really like what Steve brought to the trio. I think he was a really good voice of reason and a good friend to both of them. And I think without Steve being there is what caused the chaos. Yeah, I like Steve. Steve was the one. Steve was the one who wanted to go down the hole to begin with. Yeah, it's kind of his fault. So in essence, Steve is like, and this is for all you Lost fans out there. Steve is like the John Locke of the group. Yeah. He's one who wanted to go down into the hatch first, or the hole first, and then he is the voice of reason between the fighting forces of people. <laughs> I like Steve. I actually, to be honest, I like the way that um, uh, what's his name? I'm trying to uh, Dane Dehan played his character. Yes. I, I think that he did a phenomenal job with the trauma and the stress and everything that he was going through. I did not mind his character, but obviously there's a bias on who my favorite character was, and that's Steve. Oh, yeah. Obviously. <laughs> uh, Brad, who did you say you liked in this movie? It, it's tough. Um, it any is. one of those three. I think they were all pretty well done. I, I like Steve's character the most for being the most balanced. Um. Andrew had uh, some issues he needed to work out. Obviously. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, as far as a character I wish was written better, um, I'm going to throw Matt down here. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, felt, I felt he wasn't he wasn't really fleshed out a lot. Like, you see character growth in Andrew, even though it's toward the negative, and you definitely see character growth in Steve because he becomes this, you know, this popular jock that gives up everything that hangs out with these guys and actually becomes good friends with these guys and changes his whole way of thinking and his way of life. But you have Matt who just kind of stays like – he could be a jerk at times, you know, when he's at parties, and, you know, he invites Andrew to this rave, and then he just – where are you going? You brought me here. No, you go over there and you just go dance and, and you do you. and But it seems so inconsistent with this character, like somebody who cared about Andrew, but yet 
at parties and stuff would just go. You go do your own thing. Don't don't, don't be near me. It just seemed very inconsistent with his character. Um, right. Not agree with that. That's my point of view on it. Yeah, I don't think that there was his. I don't know. I think that his character was a. He tried to be the cool guy, and that never developed into anything else. But. Yeah. Just him being the cool guy, and that's it. There was, yeah, I think that if I were to choose one character to have been written a lot better, it would have been him. Yeah. All right. Uh, anybody got anything else before we kind of move into like our favorite aspect of the film? Nope. Oh, no. Favorite aspect of the film, Fred. What was your favorite aspect of this movie? I think just the natural way that they got the powers and they discovered it and and yeah. how it grew over time. Okay. Mine kind of floats along the same lines as yours. The realism of what could actually happen if someone got powers. Like, I don't think it's like you see somebody like Spider-Man. Oh, I got bit, and now I'm just going to be this superhero. Mm -hmm. You know, I think you actually are seeing teenagers in reality. If they get superpowers, what are they going to do in their mind? You know, they're going to get the, you know, the leaf blower. I mean, they're going to go to the mall and move a lady's car. (laughs) That's just those. But those are teenage boys. They're going to do these things. They're not going to be like the heroes that you see in the movies today when they become when they're teenagers and they get powers. It's just so the realism aspect of it, I think, is is what's really cool. They were they were, you know, messing with each other. They were trying to figure it out. They were throwing rocks at one another, baseballs at one another, stabbing with them. I'm actually surprised they didn't kill each other sooner. (laughs) <laughs> how, how hard they were throwing those those the those rocks around yeah so i i did like i did appreciate and i know fred wishes he had the power so that he could build his lego sets as quickly as andrew did <laughs> no kidding i mean he just boom and uh it was pretty cool it was interesting though to see that some you know developed quicker and others we're still struggling to even put two Legos mm-hmm. together with your powers. So, what about you guys, uh, Carrie and uh, Andrea? Did you have a favorite thing about the film? No. Oh, really? go ahead. Sorry. No, no, not really. You go ahead, Andrea. Um, I was going to say that I, I agree with you guys. I like how realistic it felt, how natural things felt and progressed with the with the story i like the realism that if if it was me with superpowers i would try a lot of things that probably wouldn't want to try um except just deconstructing the spider i wouldn't do that but i think that that's part of that trauma and anger that um we see in the character um but aside from that i i I like it. it it felt real and i liked it okay all right all right do you have a favorite quote from the movie? <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> I could have sworn I... I parked it right there. Where's my car? <laughs> Ignore us. You're just Mormon. <laughs> I love them. Great. Oh. Uh, Andrew says, wow, look, a rave. Matt says, oh, wow, look, a nerd with a camera. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like that one monologue where he goes on about how a lion doesn't feel guilty when it kills a gazelle. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, yep, the apex, apex predator. predator. That was really disturbing. <laughs> it was. It was pretty disturbing. Not. Not gonna lie. I'm. Yeah, I'm, gonna try, I'm trying to find that that quote now. Hang on. I'm gonna see if I can find. A lion find. does not feel guilty when it kills a gazelle. You do not feel guilt when you squash an ant beneath your feet. And I think that means something. Oh snap! I love that quote. Hmm. It's. I, I always teach my kids this quote. It's from the Adams family. Morticia says it. Um. Um. What is it? It goes like. Um, what is normal? Yeah, so normal is an illusion. What is normal to a spider is chaos to the fly. I think it's it's beautiful, a beautiful mm-hmm. quote, and it, it's like yeah. this about flying gazelle. Um, the other quote that I like, because that was one of my favorites, um, it's when they learn how to fly, and they and that says, Andrew, don't fart, we'll never see you again. <laughs> 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 I thought that was that one. Oh, that's good. Oh. All right, Carrie, are there any plot holes and goose in this movie? I know it's hard, but (laughs) but what do you have? All right, so when the boys are testing their powers, throwing the baseballs at each other, Steve throws one at Matt and it hits him in the face right under the right eye. Next, when Matt is throwing the ball at Steve, you see the bruise from the ball on his face, but it's under his left eye. I did notice that. Yep. I did too. When Matt is at the birthday party in Casey's house, he suffers a nosebleed. The blood drips down his shirt. However, the next time we see Matt, the blood has vanished. Maybe that's one of his powers. It's invisible ink. Maybe. Um, The movie is set in Seattle, but after the guys talk about the new camera and opal dealership is visible through the car window opal cars are not sold in the u.s oh. we could not i i remember this because my mom could only rent one when she was in germany um fifth avenue which uh travel travel southbound from the space needle has the monorail above it at the time uh, Seattle's only elevated train, which is not shown as Matt and his girlfriend are inside the car being manipulated by Andrew. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, in the parking lot scene, when the car is moved by telekinesis, the rest of the cars in the parking lot clearly have the steering wheel on the right side of the vehicle. The film was shot in South Africa, where it is commonplace, where this is commonplace. It, it takes place, however, in the United States where the steering wheel should be on the left side. Mm, 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 mm. Camera tricks, I tell you. Yeah. Bad Josh, when the, Bad Josh yeah. Frank. Yeah. When the boys are, pl- are playing with the Legos in Matt's room, Matt clicks his iPod to play, play music, but he obviously does not click play, even though the music begins to play. <laughs> he, he did with his mind. Maybe. Maybe. Um, when Matt impales Andrew at the end, we see it a second time from a second view. When we see Matt the first time Andrew gets impaled, he's holding himself with one hand. The second shot of Andrew getting impaled shows Matt when he impales Andrew lands on his side. Uh, when we see Andrew again, he's he's back to holding himself up. By the way, I'm not I'm not for killing people, but that was a pretty cool way to take out the, some somebody. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, if you have if you have to do it sneakily, sure. Yeah. Um, when Matt and Andrew are battling it out in Seattle in the Seattle night scene, as uh, a helicopter flies overhead, the radio calls out from an officer that he is eastbound on Yesler, which is which when heading to eastbound on Yesler Avenue takes you away from downtown and away from the Space Needle. In other words, <laughs> away where from where the in other, in other words, away from where the action is occurring. Which is actually probably the smart the smart route to take. Yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> Fred, I left you with the Rotten Tomatoes says this week because only you can read these like you can read these. Oh boy, I have not pre-read these, so let's see. <laughs> it may be a somewhat realistic portrayal of entitled teenagers, but to me it was a story about three a-holes who just <laughs> become super a-holes. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Number two, an uneasy cross between a Morrissey record and a middling X-Men sequel. <laughs> With great power comes the responsibility to make a decent movie, but the mysterious force running through Chronicle is the power to super suck. Oh. <laughs> wow. Oh, this next one looks like it's going to be the winner. <laughs> a bargain beast in X-Men with a heavy dose of teen agonist told in the all-too-familiar found footage style, the final reel comes across like a bad outtakes from Superman 2. <laughs> wow. Ouch. <laughs> oh. All right, Andrea. How? What are we doing today? What are we... How do we rate this movie? All right. Well, after a lot of thoughtful thinking and consideration, Matt... We are going to rate this movie one out of ten deconstructed spiders. Or, as Fred put it just now, one out of ten leaf blowers. Oh boy. <laughs> All right. So, Carrie, let's start with the, the most negative. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, this is probably not going to come as much of a surprise, but I'm going to rate this a one. Ooh, I, don't, I, I don't care if I ever see this movie again. It is... I, I, it, it was not at all enjoyable, and I, I can't. I, none, like I said, none of the characters were redeemable. I had no idea what was happening in most of the most of the movie. Uh, yeah. So. So you're rating underdog above this. Wow. Just so we're yeah, clear. that's yeah, that sounds wrong. Except <laughs> except that I that I remember that I, I that I watched this movie and I'm like. Uh... If she liked Underdog better, then that's okay. She could have the right. It's She's like a right. until I until I stop to think about it. I may have to re-rate Underdog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Fred, what are you rating this one? Oh, this one? This one's interesting. I'm going to rate this one 4.5. So this goes in line with um, Electra, Spider-Man 3, and Hancock for me. And Mike. Um, 
I, I'm going to kind of go along the lines of Fred there. I can't remember what I gave Hancock. Um, I don't have the sheet pulled up in front of me. I probably should from now on. Um, Fred, do you happen to know what I rated Hancock? You rated Hancock a six. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I, I really couldn't hear. I, 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 oh. I, I thought he was you really rated strong. Hancock six out of ten. Okay, yeah. So this one's going to be a four point five then. Um, I, I like the style, you know, the 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 point of view style camera, but I don't. Um, it was a it was a good movie. So I, I mean, it was okay. It wasn't. If it's on, I may or may not watch it unless something else better comes on. Um. So for the record, you are rating this higher than Underdog. What did I give Underdog? A four. Well, let's give this one a four then too. We'll we'll just make an even par four across the board for those two. Wow. And, and for the record, you did not have any other movies rated at a four point five. Okay, so this one will be a four for me. There you go. Four leaf blowers or deconstructed spiders. Oh yes, four leaf blowers to the cheerleaders. Okay. Adria, so, how about you? Usually when I give my ratings, I base it on whether I will watch the movie like again if it comes up and stuff like that. I think that I'm going to change that for this one. It's not a movie that I would want to watch again for the sole purpose of it being very dark and it's very sad in the end. Um yeah. because they in the end like two of the boys are unable to control no, actually, one of them is not able to control their powers. The other one is a victim of circumstance and thunder. Um, sorry, lightning. Um, so um, I don't want to watch this movie again because it's sad and because it's dark and it feels like reality at points. But I'm going to actually give it an 8. 8 uh-huh. out of 10. Um, Whoa! Fighters, because the concept is so well done. I like the yes. concept. I like the idea. I like how dark it gets. And I think it shows a true representation of what could potentially happen if people, teenagers, come to grab these powers. Um, and I think that a lot of the reason why our main character goes down the, the dark path is because of his surroundings and the way that he's treated. But I like the movie. Um, it's not a movie again, like I said before, I would watch again because of how dark it is. So for the record, you are rating this twice as high as Underdog. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay with this. This is a, this is a pattern with you, Fred. Okay. You want to watch Underdog? No. <laughs> We're going to revisit this one in a couple of years to watch this just to get, give, give her overall thoughts again. <laughs> Uh, but move one movie that's going to read deep into our thoughts and into our very souls is our next movie, Ghost Rider: Spirit of Vengeance. Oh, yeah. oh boy! Go, going back to some Nicolas Cage, and mm-hmm. uh, so we're, we'll talk about that next month. That'll be our April movie, and uh, so keep that in mind, Ghost Rider: Spirit of Vengeance. But until then, we do want to hear from you. Go to Cape Chronicles at randomchatter.com to email us if you'd like. You can find us on Twitter uh, at randomchatter. You can find me at DC Mike. Uh, you can find um, Carrie. Where can we find you? You can find me at Carrie Blackfire 42. That's K E R I Blackfire 42. And Fred, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at Freddy1Kenobi. That's F R E D D Y W O N Kenobi. 
And if you really want to find Andrea, where can you find her? <laughs> you can find me at Tabs K-A-T-Z-E-A-R-Z. And once again, you can find all of our shows at randomtry.com. Check it out. Uh, spread the word. Support us. Uh, leave reviews for us wherever you can. Leave reviews. And check out all of our other shows. Music you hear on this podcast is High Road by Luke Stolle. And as silly as this sounds, all trademarks are by the respective owners. So until next time, everybody, don't crawl any weird holes. Yep. Yeah. Watch out for those please. Thank you. That too.